show has started all right yeah pat 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 is back yeah boss yes so pat how are you doing man good going to las vegas tomorrow las vegas that's right the big apple no (laughs) oh yeah so uh, what are you doing in las vegas remind the people going to see guns and roses yes chubs and roses don't say that. <laughs> well, that was the name of one of our episodes. Don't ruin it for me. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough, Pat. That's uh, that's very fair. So, uh, so what have you been up to the past week? The last couple of days been a lot of, you know, running around and getting my stuff together. Yeah. Uh, I don't really... I don't think I did anything that great last weekend. But you didn't do anything not that great, right? Never. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. dude, I had the the Burger King Angriest Whopper. Yes, the Angriest Whopper. So you, in the past, you've had their Whopper that was all black. And what was that one that was like the Halloween Whopper? Yeah, it was the Halloween Whopper. It wasn't that great. Wasn't that great. So now the Angry Whopper. And what's the story behind this one? The bun is red, okay? Yeah. So it almost looks like a red velvet cupcake. Okay. Red velvet cupcakes are one of those things that are always a little disappointing. You always think you're going to like a red velvet cupcake more than you actually end up liking it, in my opinion. Uh, I'm actually a red velvet fan. Okay. It's not that I'm not. Not not a hamburger, you know? Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. But I was actually very pleased. It's very tasty. Okay, so what is the, it's angry, it's supposed to be, up, you know. I guess they're calling it angry because it's red and it's supposed to be spicy. It's not that spicy. It's got bacon on it. Yep. I had no lettuce. And we talked about lettuce, I just think it brings nothing to the table. We have not talked about lettuce. So we, I, people have been asking for an in-depth lettuce conversation for us for a long time. We'll, we'll get into it one time, but I, I did not have lettuce on my hamburger. Oh, you got it without uh, lettuce? You said no lettuce? I get no lettuce on everything because it's kind of a, doesn't really taste like anything. So then why do you get rid of it? Because it, it's just like, I guess people get it for the texture. For me, it's just like, it's a waste of space. You worry you know, about- I'm all about, <laughs> dude, I'm all about the sauce, right? <laughs> yeah, I That's what that. I'm about. I'm all about yeah. the sauce. So the lettuce kind of soaks up the sauce, I feel like. Yeah, but yeah, that's a good point, Pat. But then maybe they end up putting more sauce on the hamburger because some of it's already getting absorbed in the lettuce, and then you get more sauce. No, they don't, man. 
Yeah. But are you so worried about the space on your burger that you can't handle the lettuce? I don't have lettuce because, like I said, it just takes up Yeah, your valuable retail on this So you want as much flavor as possible. When you throw in the lettuce, it's just like texture with no flavor. So it kind of takes away from it. Put it in my pants. Okay. Yeah, I I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, Are you the same way? So do you ever eat salads? No. Okay. What about like because it's covered yeah. with lettuce? Yeah. What about like spinach salad? Do you like spinach? Now, I feel like spinach has a little bit more flavor than it iceberg does. lettuce. Yeah, it does. Uh, okay, so iceberg lettuce. It just kind of tastes like nothing, and it. I guess it gives you a little bit of a crunch if you get. Yeah. The, what is it like? Part of the stem, I guess, on it. Yeah, that's the worst tasting part is the stem. I'm just not a fan. All right, hey, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Dude, having uh, it was like three of my first jobs were all in food, and I can tell you they don't put extra sauce on it because of the lettuce. <laughs> but you probably didn't have a lot of people requesting no lettuce, right? Uh, I'll tell you what. At my last job, I had to pick up lunch a lot, and my boss never got lettuce. Oh, I see. I see, Pat. You're just a follower. No, I was the same way. Okay. All right, fair enough, Pat. Fair enough. That's enough lettuce talk for today, I think. So, yeah, so anyways, it's got jalapenos on it, mayo, and then they got some special sauce on it, right? Yeah. The special sauce kind of tastes like a spicier version of almost like Arby sauce. Huh. Yeah. Okay, I like Arby sauce, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, cheese, I think that's mostly everything on it well that's that sounds pretty decent so you're, you're gonna give that your approval yeah a rare a rare approval i wouldn't say rare i would just say we haven't reviewed any limited time offers in a while that's a good point and it's, it's much needed at this point for the uh the people looking for the next big thing this is it folks this is it yeah so maybe that's why it seems rare yeah that could definitely be it so pat um in this last, or is that it? Is that all you had on those burgers? Yes. Okay, good. This last week, I went up to uh, Milwaukee. No way. Uh, I, you know, part of the reason was for the volleyball men's championship that was going on, conference championship. The announcer was great. Uh, you know, I'm just going to say that, moi. So anyway, the point is that after that, uh, I saw the guys that I used to RA for. Okay. When now this is when I RA'd my junior year, they were freshmen. And they're coming up on the point where they're all about to graduate as seniors. Yeah, good times. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna tape down the lower parts of my pants. I'm gonna put cheese near my feet. They're all gonna run down there and for one minute I'm gonna squirm squirm like a you know what, I can't say it. But after a minute I let them out to eat the cheese, I'm gone. Thousand bucks in my pocket. It is good times. It's just a weird, you know. It's kind of like coming for me. There's a little more of a full circle. Like they they are already older now than I was when I met them when they were coming in their like first week of school. You know, I was the first. I was one of the first people they met at Marquette. Okay. And it's just weird to see that them going. This is like the last of the people I really know out of school. I know a few people that are going to be seniors next year. 
but it's really coming down to the end of my uh, my knowledge. No, I, I get what you're saying. I hate going back and visiting because it just reminds me that I'm not a part of a university or I'm a little far removed. I'm just yes. an alumni member now. Yes. So, Pat, you remember when I used to run the campus, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just, you know, it, it is just one of those things. Yeah, you do you do miss, and, and as the time goes on, it is uh, it's just going further and further down the old, uh, you know. I'll bring the beers. No, so, like, if you talk about campus bars, I remember, like, first turning 21 until about last semester of college, I knew everybody who went out to the campus bars. Yep. And then towards the end of senior year, it was like you only knew a couple people. Dude, I went back to visit in October, and I barely knew anybody right after I graduated. So really? it was like, what's even the point of going to a campus bar? That's a good I mean, point. Unless you want the nostalgia you know, nostalgic feeling of it. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's a very good point. That's a very good point. And I was at a, you know, I was at a campus bar because uh, that's where they were going. And also, I saw some volleyball guys there. But it is, it's a very good point that it really is just all for students. Um, yeah, it's it's weird when you don't know anybody. Yes, very good point. So, Pat, uh, enough about that. I'm sick of that. Me too. Yeah. So uh, here's what I was thinking about. One of the worst jobs uh, is the armor truck driver like the guys that drive the uh the cars for money truck yeah the money truck how much does that the job money suck? truck baby yeah why yeah. to me to me it's like i don't know what those guys are making a year but it's got to be a lot to me that's like a way worse version of a cop like you are constantly driving around with the fear that somebody is going to like rob you do those trucks get robbed though i feel like well, that's like the dumbest thing someone could try to do. Can I wear protection? Well, it's not the dumbest thing somebody could try. I mean, it's smarter to me than robbing a bank because this is like a moving bank. Movies, Jared. Well, that's the thing. This is obviously something that happens in a lot of movies. But uh, you know, it's just it, it to me. It just you, to, I would always be doing it like looking over my back and being like, "Oh, somebody's gonna you know take this money." Yeah. It seems like one of those unnecessarily high pressure, high risk jobs that somebody would put themselves through that just there's not doesn't seem like a lot of advantage unless you're making just a ton of cash. Unless you're pocketing. Well maybe they are, you know, like maybe there's some criteria to have that job you don't know about. Like maybe you have to be a police officer for a certain amount of years, you know? Yes. Uh that's a good that's a good point, Pat. I you know, but I don't know and uh, there's I'm actually not gonna look into that. So you are so prepared. I'm so prepared. Well, I, you know, I didn't want to go into the details here, Brad, and then I turned out I'd be wrong and they make a ton of money or something like that. Um, well, we're not going to talk about the details. Why do we even talk about it, Jared? That's a good point. Okay. So, I'm not a coach. That's a good point, Brad. That's a real good point. So here was my next point, is that uh, speaking of, like, driving jobs, I was just driving on a side road, and this was, uh, you know, like they always – the thing you kind of you, – you hate getting stuck – behind a, to- a driver like a semi-driver right always on a road i found yeah. i found something that was a little worse than that is i was driving behind the local community college's student truck driver oh. <laughs> and and that was about worst case scenario for driving behind someone on a one lane you know like one lane each way <laughs> i can imagine that would delay your trip 
Yes. So that was, uh, you know, anyway, that was just an annoying little thing that popped up. But then something that was an interesting thing that popped up, not related at all to driving, was that, uh, this is a while back, but I don't know what made me think of it recently. My friend uh, Matt Barron, shout out to Matt Barron. Also shout out to Jason for no reason. But my friend Matt Barron posted a picture on Facebook, and he said, this is the future. And it was this picture of this guy at a, uh, it looks like he's at a restaurant eating outdoors. And he has one of the, I don't know if it's the Google Glass, or he, he has something... Maybe it's like the thing where you just put the cell phone. Anyway, he's got like goggles on that just have like his cell phone facing his eyes. Like his cell phone is like, you know, an inch away from his eyes, but they're attached to some goggles that are around his head. And he's like drinking out of a straw out of a fountain drink. And he's just outside. It's a sunny day. And he's just, you know, he can't see anything but the screen that's like an inch in front of him. Oh, no. Well, that he's just saying that's like the view. <laughs> this guy's this guy's experiencing a virtual world when he is outside in the real world. Oh no! I don't like that. No, I don't like it either. I I agree though that it's well. I mean, it's just technology's taking over everything. Yeah. No, it is. It is very true. It is very true. Uh, and that's just kind of how you see a lot. You see, I'm sure you're going to see a lot more of that in the future. So, Jared, you go on hikes and bike rides, correct? Yeah. Would you be upset if the group of people you went with were, like, on their phones the whole time? Definitely. Yeah, me too. It's like, why are you even out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, I mean that, and that's coming more and more common, you know, even just like you're hanging out with a group of friends and you're all sitting around and everybody's on their phone. Yeah. And it's like, what is the point of us all hanging out here? No, like, I is, agree. is what's going on here right now not good enough, you know, just to entertain you? It's like we always had to be constantly on a thing. People have a lot of problem with just silence now. Like, how 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 often, Pat, how often at a, in a day are you, like, just, are you other than when you're sleeping, is it just silent around you? It's pretty quiet when I'm at work, but it's not silent. Okay. Okay, I guess work is a fairly good example. Where I work, a lot of people are on their computer most of the time. A lot of the communication is email-driven. Yeah. So it's kind of quiet there, but I I get what you're saying. Yeah. Just a a lot of just, you know, if somebody's in the grocery store, they have to have their headphones in. Or if somebody's riding in the car every single second, they have to have the radio on. Or, you know, you it's... If people just have a heart, you know, and even you're just sitting there. People can't just sit there anymore. You have to, like, be on your phone all the time. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, boredom Boredom is becoming something people can deal with even less. I feel like yeah. we're kind of going back to as we were kids. Like, you know, and when we were young, you're like, you're bored for, like, a second. It's, like, the worst thing in the world. But you know what? Like, when is there going to be that opportunity now with all, like, Video games and cell phones. When is it really going to be that opportunity where they're stuck and they have to kind of face that boredom? Jail. Yeah. Yeah, I feel well, like prisoners are like taking the biggest hit. They were taken back before the dial-up days where there was maybe just one TV in your house. It's like, yeah. what would you do? Yeah. No, I, I mean, but that's... that's not going to happen, so 
but they're never really gonna. No, that's not gonna happen. But if yeah, if you threw if you threw kids back now, even people our age, now let's go a little younger, back to you know like the 1960s, they would have a much harder time dealing with you know just adolescence than a kid growing up in that time because they're just so used you to like everything about? Promiscuous being sex. there now and it just the amount of like just figuring out things on your own and just like what to do when you're bored like making up something to do that just is becoming a lot more difficult i think i feel like also the communication is going to get a lot worse because of it yeah yeah, that's People true. It's just going to be more awkward to talk. To but it's the, in per. But here's so here's as as communication maybe worsens in person, it also increases like globally, like in a sense where, you know, now you can now you can communicate with people that are halfway across the country, but maybe you're having a hard time talking to the person that your neighbor that just walked inside your house. Yeah, but why would you want to do that? Why would you want to walk inside your neighbor's house? No, why would you want to talk to someone from across the country? Well, I mean, Unless I talked like to Brent Flakes. member who is forced to work overseas or something. Why, well, why would mean, you really want to talk to somebody I overseas? talked to Brent Flakes. Brent Flakes lives in California. Is that overseas, Jared? Well, I didn't say overseas. I'm just saying... It's not, it's not halfway across the world, either. Yeah. I, I, here's what I'm saying, Pat. What's better? Is it better to be able to talk to your friends that aren't in your immediate area? You know, I'll send some Snapchat to Nick Russo if zoomed into my face. Or is it better to be able to have like a more you know in depth conversation with somebody that's currently with you, you know, like a limited, a more qualitative versus quantitative, I guess, communication. So I guess it is better, and I get what you're saying that you get to keep in touch with people you wouldn't see all the time. Yeah. But I, I'll tell you what, man. Like my group of friends in Oak Lawn, there's four of us. I we, we don't do like the Snapchat thing. We'll get a group text every once in a while, yeah. and we actually hang out and see each other is that much better because there's more to catch up on. Yeah, that's a good point, Pat. That's a good point. Yeah, that's yeah, about yeah. It's it's uh, I I can see that. I can definitely see that. So here, uh, speaking of technology, uh, how about the technology of gas pumps these days? Am I right? <laughs> I actually don't know. Why would that piss you off? I actually had no idea. I had no thought to, no reason to think that would piss you off. There was, uh, okay. So, I don't know if we've talked about, like, the people who try and represent, like, a huge group of people. But, okay, so there was a status going back a couple months ago that just bothered me so much that I remember it. Yep. And some girl was like, you know you're in a bar in Chicago when they're blasting Daft Punk. Uh, and I just stopped and I was like, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. It's like the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Pat, I said gas pumps. What'd you say? Gas pumps. Oh, not I Daft Punk. Daft Punk. <laughs> <laughs> but good to know that Daft Punk pisses you off. Goddamn gas <laughs> pumps. <laughs> No, let's talk about gas pumps, Pat. See, this is what happens when we can't talk in person. See the <laughs> communication issues? All these communication issues, yeah, but they wouldn't be possible without this, you know, technology. We wouldn't be able to do this phoner podcast. Hey, we should clarify that. Pat's on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't already tell. Yeah, you couldn't already tell by the shitty connection. So here, uh, okay, Pat, here's my thoughts on the gas pumps. You know, they have the TVs and stuff going on. 
Sometimes they have like gas station TV. I, I'm indifferent to that. Here's here's what I like and dislike in the gas pump. I dislike when the buttons are flat to the like flat to the machine. Like I don't like when they're like little raised. Like it's kind of more of a vinyl button than you're pushing, opposed to like when it's a plastic button that's protruding out of the gas pump. I like that to press for my air, zip code and all that stuff. Yeah, that's my like. Uh, oh, you said you do like those. I do like when the button pops up, so you actually know you're pressing the button. Oh, you don't like when it's flat. It's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, I hate that. Here's another thing I like, and maybe this is just some weird way of me feeling, uh, you know, satisfaction from, my, you know, doing something, but I like when the when the gas pump says, like, after you get your receipt, it says, thank you, come again, or something like that. Just to like confirm that no one's gonna steal like money out of your account. Yeah, like, just a little bit. Yeah, every once in a while you get one and you just do it, you know, and then you and then you put it away and then you don't really know when it ends. I just like the the satisfaction that you get from a, a good old fashioned gas pump when, uh, you know, when it says thank you. Sure, What's really that's thanking why you pay me? With cash, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna subject myself to your your measure of getting gas which just seems so backwards pat i can't even you know, fathom. you know what i never have to worry about people taking money off my account is the sale finished guess what gas isn't pumping no more i, I love paid that. for it all <laughs> here's here's the inefficiency in this I, I just have a problem with the inefficiency i have a problem with going to the gas you know going to the bank enough to grab cash to pay for gas and then I secondly. It's not even about going to the bank. You go to the ATM. Okay, but Pat, either that extra time, even that extra time going to the ATM, I'm not going to do that. Secondly. Okay, you go to the gas station, cash back. If you got, well, that's kind of a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> so then, here's my other thing though. You pay with cash at a gas station. Either you don't pay enough, and then I'm not filling up my car all the way. Hence, me having to go to the gas station sooner the next time than I would if I would have just filled up my gas tank all the way. Or secondly, I pay too much, then I have to spend more time going inside the gas station and collecting that extra money. Here's what you do, man. You figure out how much gas you need. <laughs> you get a calculator. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> I know. But this is more time, Pat. This is more time that I don't want to be uh, you I know, spending I, okay. minimal like amount of time on this week, kind of stuff. Man. That's it. Pat, how much time at the end of your life? How much twice a week, I mean. I just want to say this, Pat. At the end of your life, you're sitting on your deathbed. You're probably 45, right? How much How much time at the end of your life do you want to say that you spent, you know, figuring out just how to pay for gas? Grabbing money from the ATM? I'm like sitting in traffic or on the phone Exactly. I'm trying to minimize all that time. Time and money, though. <laughs> I know. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, Pat, how about this? This is a random thing. I was uh, doing some aeration for a guy the other day that installs pools, and that's what he does for his living. I think he might even own the business. And his name is John C. Uh, based on the car that he drives and all that kind of stuff. He had two houses that he owns. I had to do both of his both of his lawns. He didn't own a pool in either of the houses. He did not have a pool. Okay. What kind of, like... What kind of weird scenario is that? That's pretty strange, man. I, I mean, like, what? I, I don't know. Another, like, how could you? I, I don't know. That, that would be Put like a landscaper that does somebody else's lawn, but he hasn't cut his grass in like four years, and nobody has. Yeah. 
I'm just trying to find a you know another example of this. I know they say you know like it's, I mean, yeah. I, I it just seems like a weird mentality. Does he just not? I, I don't know. Maybe some people. Obviously, jobs a lot of times are just jobs. You're just doing it to get money. But you would think if anybody would have a pool, it's the guy that installs pools and owns the business that installs pools. Yeah, like practice at home, man. Be an expert of your craft. <laughs> well, I'm not worried about his expertise. It just seems like a weird thing of, like, he doesn't care enough about pools to even have his own pool. Like, why is he installing pools? That's a good point. Yeah. Just a little, you know, just some thought. Okay, Pat, let's go into some emails. How about that? Yeah, let me read the first one. Okay. Uh, okay, how about I say it and then you can just repeat it back to me. Okay. Okay. This is uh, email the show, chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. The first one is from Michael Thomas James. Michael Thomas James. The title is Old Steppy Chubstered. So yeah. I'm assuming that's uh, off ODB, RAP ODB. So here we go. Hello, chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> email the show there. It's 2.32 a.m., and I am awake thinking of both of you as per usual. I need some creative tips and solutions on how to get more sleep throughout the day. And don't just tell me to go to bed normally, Pat. Yours and thrice, MTJ. Dude, you are asking the wrong person about sleep. What's up with your sleep, Pat? I can never sleep. Oh, Why is that? No. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I get up, it's not too early, but it's not exactly, like, normal. Yeah. And, like, okay, so I get up about 6.30. I don't go to bed till like, 1 or 2 sometimes. Yeah. yeah that's Just not good. Just because I can't sleep. I'm in my bed at 11. Mm-hmm. My, what, do you, what do you do while you're laying there? I don't know what it is. just doesn't shut off. Yeah, so what do you do while you're laying there, Pat? Get angry. <laughs> oh, God. You're just you're just laying in your bed tensed up with your hands clenched. Just like why am I not able to fall asleep? Yeah. Do you like, roll I'm a lot, so Pat? Tired. I'm closing my eyes and I get comfortable but I don't fall asleep. I'm picturing you like with your eyes closed, your hands at your side, clenched fist, and just rolling like rocking back and forth. Is that accurate? I toss and turn a lot. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, what do you think you're – well, okay. Well, so you, no suggestion there. Well, first of all, he said, what should I do to get more sleep during the day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so probably just sleep take at night. Nap. You take a nap. Well, how is he going to do that if he's working, though? When you get home. When you get home. All right, take those naps. Uh, my, here's my, my – here's my always – my thing is that uh, – I, I like to – and I was actually talking about this earlier today with someone – is that to, to get sleep, sometimes for me, I, I get thinking about a lot of things right before bed, which yeah. sometimes keeps you up, you know? So what I like to do, which they say is bad, but I like to watch a TV show as I'm going to bed. So I rotate between usually the league – not the league, sorry, uh, the office, and it's always Sunday in Philadelphia, and I'll rotate between watching – those shows as i'm going to bed and in that case i'm kind of focusing i'm kind of thinking about the tv show and i'm not thinking about you know whatever bs might be going on or what you know any of that kind of stuff 
and I'm going to bed and then in the morning I wake up and everything's, you know, then I'm not thinking about that same stuff. Yeah, I do the same thing. I put on Netflix every night, okay? Yeah. I set a TV timer in case I fall asleep, yeah. which doesn't usually happen. Gotcha. But eventually I turn TV off because I get tired or it gets late and it's like, all right, yeah. I got to go to sleep. But yeah. even that doesn't work for me. Yeah. You know what's strange, though? In high school, three days a week, I'd have to get up at 4.30, okay? As, like, a teenager, that sucked. Yeah, it does okay? suck. It definitely sucks. For whatever reason, listening to the radio helps me fall asleep. No. Well, there you go. So try Pat's... It doesn't uh, work anymore, but it used to. Maybe try some chub step. <laughs> some chub step right okay. before bed might be good, you know? Not you, Pat, but maybe Michael Thomas James. Well... I mean, do you want to say that the podcast puts people asleep, Jared? Uh, no. That's a good point. Me neither. No, so let's not do that. Scrap don't that. Don't false advertise the show. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, okay, don't don't fall asleep to our podcast. Uh, but we would appreciate the downloads. And the iTunes ratings. And the iTunes ratings. I rate the show on iTunes. Um, okay, well, those are not such great advice, Pat. Well, my age is watching TV, and I just, you know, exercise, they say, helps, but not too close to uh, bed. They say it's too close to bed. It's, you know, it's no no bueno. Melatonin. Yeah, melatonin. And you don't want to get, I don't think you want to go into the whole uh, sleeping aids like that. I don't think that's a good idea to get dependent on that kind of a thing. Dude, melatonin's natural. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are natural that are not necessarily good for you, Pat. Poison ivy is natural. It doesn't even work for me, so... Poison ivy? No, melatonin. Oh. You should try poison ivy. Poison ivy definitely works on me. Okay. <laughs> uh, there we go. There we go. Hey, Pat, we got another uh, email here. Ready for this? Okay. It's a question yeah. for Pat. Hi, Pat. It's me. Matt Banks. Matt Banks. Would you support the, would you support the Cubs if they changed their name to the Chicago Chubs and 86 Africans were cured of AIDS, and Jared got to meet Jeff Goldblum and Brendan Fraser. This is 86 now. That's a lot. Brendan Fraser, and your new, and your new support prevented you from getting hiccups all day every Monday through Friday for the rest of your life. Weekends, you can relax your diaphragm. It's from Matt. Pat, what do you think about hiccups? Not the end of the world. Not the end of the world? Nope. But, Pat, you could have no more hiccups. Ever. Ever. Monday through Friday. That sounds like a pretty good deal to me. So that's it? It doesn't request? Well, no, or, I mean. Or based his request? No, this is, his, this is just another request. You know, he's saying 86. I can, throw it out there. I can give a shit less whether Jared meets Brennan Frazier <laughs> or Jeff Goldblum. This is both, though. I want to clear that up. <laughs> I can care less whether Jared meets both or none. Okay, I, it's just a little fancy because I would care if you met, you know, Slash. If you got to meet Slash, I would, I would like that. I would appreciate that. Hey, I'm a fan. Can I take a picture? What's the point? Okay, well, whatever, Pat. <laughs> There's no one you want to meet. No. Okay. <laughs> Okay. 
There are people who would be cool to me, but my life's not depending on it. No. But 86 Africans' lives are dependent on you finding, you know, supporting the Chicago Chubs. And I keep getting into this. Why do they need to be saved? Pat, it just, it's, it's, if any, this is like, I don't know how you can say that. When, when you're talking about, like, there's all these people dying of cancer. Why do the people dying of cancer need to be saved? It's not like, yes, maybe not every single person with cancer or maybe not every single person with AIDS is the best Why person in the world, cancer, but they don't. I'm talking about these 86 Africans who supposedly have AIDS. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't even know. I don't. <laughs> okay. Well, you're just you're just letting people die. So just because you won't support the Chubs, even though they changed their name and you're not getting hiccups anymore, even though you hate hiccups. But whatever, we'll move I didn't on from say that. I hated hiccups. Oh, you enjoy hiccups? I didn't say I enjoyed it, but when did I say I hated it? I, <laughs> I guess I assumed there was more to this hiccup story when I read this email. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not even gonna. And it's okay. Next email. Thank you, Matt Banks. Continue. So uh, <laughs> the subject of this is forward reply subject no subject reply chub. Uh, this is from Adam. Would you rather face? Who would you rather face in a street fight? Uh, here's the first option: Floyd Money Mayweather with soccer boppers on their hands. The soccer boppers, Pat. Floyd Mayweather has them, or Thor Jorson, Jorson, uh, who plays the Mountain in Game of Thrones, but he's covered in Astroglide. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Okay, he is uh, this huge guy. He's like massive. He's like a professional. I think he used to be a uh, professional weightlifter, or he might still be actually. But uh, huge, like massive guy. You know, like an off- basically an offensive lineman for you know the NFL team. And he's covered in Astroglide. So would you rather fight the professional boxer with soccer boppers or a giant of a man covered in Astroglide in a street fight? I want to disrespect Floyd. Yeah. But we're talking about soccer boppers here. Yeah. Now, have you ever been punched in the face with someone who's wearing a soccer bopper? Oh, I'm sure. I'm not a coach. It still hurts. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. Okay, are we in like a street fight or is this a professional street fight? Match? Street fight. I'm gonna lose either way. Well, yes, I, th- I think that's. I think that goes without saying. Let's go with Game of Thrones guy. He'd probably knock me out quicker. Okay, so you would fight him. I would fight Floyd Mayweather, and this goes for a couple of reasons. In Game of Thrones, I mean, granted, this is. Part of the TV if I show, could put ten mice in my like, pants at once for a thousand dollars, I would. To me, slippery is an advantage for him. Yeah. Whereas the soccer boppers are disadvantaged for Floyd. It still to, hurts, man. I, oh, I know, I know. But this guy in Game of Thrones, this guy smashes like literally breaks someone's skull, like smashes their s- skull with his hands. This guy is massive. You know, he's huge. I don't think there's any. I think. He would just kill me where Floyd and also the sock boppers are probably going to pop. The amount of force that a professional boxer is going yeah, to. Yeah, but then you're stuck with his piss. Oh, it's going to be horrible. I know. But I just think Floyd's like 5'8", and I know he'd still take me down no problem. But 
I would just feel better going in a street fight against somebody who is smaller than me. So you'd rather take like a hundred shots to the body and keep trying to buck this guy because he doesn't knock people out, Jared. He's gonna go the distance, man. I know. No, that's gonna suck. He can go the distance with him. Yeah, I'm just rather do that than like I think the other guy would just literally just kill me. Go out with me. And I don't need it. Why, why am I finding someone covered in Astroglide? That's what a, somebody's going to take some pictures of that. That's going to be all over the internet. Why are you fighting Floyd with Sockenboppers? <laughs> well, that'd be hilarious. That would be something that would get some popularity with me. Whereas I'm fighting like a weird oiled up giant man. That's going to be just a weird circumstance. I don't know. Strange. It, well, it's strange either way. Yes. That's why it's a good question. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to take Floyd. You'll take the uh, the mountain, all covered in his oil. So, Pat, we're going to throw in uh, – this is something we haven't done before, but we are glad to do and happy to do for a friend of the show, Michael Thomas James. We're going to give him a little spot here for his upcoming podcast, The Real Boys. The Real Boys. Yep, so here it is. What up, you childish chumpinos? It's your boy, Mike James. You might remember me sending in an email each week to the show, ranging from very average to very decent questions for Jared and Pat. Or you might remember me from episode 009, where Jared and I talk about Billy Zane, The Mummy Returns. You should go check that episode out if you haven't already. Just download it again and get those views up. It's got to be the most popular. But anyway, I digress. I'm here this week because Jared has graciously given me an opportunity to plug a podcast of my very own, my very own chubstep and it is called the real boys and it features myself and three pat callahans of my own three of my friends and it's it's a very interesting sort of panel discussion aloof strange experience that i think the chubstep audience would really enjoy we got john leguizamo movie reviews we got madagascar news no i'm kidding we don't we might one day (laughs) just to piss Jared off, but uh, we actually talk about a wide variety of weird, odd stuff. And we keep it real, of course. So hopefully you like it, you check us out. We got a pilot episode from a couple years back up on iTunes uh, that you could download and listen to today, this Thursday, Chubstep Day, and our first official 2016 Sheen, ooh baby, it is clean episode coming out uh, tomorrow on Friday. And it's not clean, it's not safe for work, it's explicit. A lot of curse words. Sweet, innocent Pat Callahan, cover your ears. But thanks again, Chubstep Boys. I hope you enjoy the clip. Uh, Hope to have your uh, earlobes plugged in to the Real Boys every Friday. Thanks a lot. Everybody ever out. Bye. All right, so my next topic is Peyton Manning impressions. Oh, (laughs) Yo, we... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, Vin Diesel? Yo, we... Oh, yeah, I started doing Vin Diesel. Yo, I'm gonna go out there. <laughs> I'm gonna go out there, and I'm gonna win the Super Bowl today. Yo, I'm gonna win the Super Bowl. It's Panthers. More like... Suckers. <laughs> Anyone else got any good ones? Um, <laughs> tell me your... Tell me your impression. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your impression, Globox. Eli, help me. <laughs> That's what Peyton says in the fucking mic on Super Bowl Sunday. Eli, help me. <laughs> you know how they have like the uh, let's listen to the players kind of thing? And you can like 
like they switch over and you hear like Peyton Manning like talking to someone and be like, yeah, all right, on the next down, we gotta we gotta make sure we you know you know that kind of thing, right? Yeah. What if whenever Peyton Manning had those segments and you reversed them, he was just saying. Eli, help me. Just like backwards. He <laughs> reversed them like Led Zeppelin. He starts oh like burping God. and says, I murder them all, of course. <laughs> Eli. He's like, Eli, Eli, help murder them. I'm murdering them, Eli, help me. We need to get vinyl versions of him doing play calls. And then we'll just do Peyton it backwards Man- until he says, Peyton says. Manning on vinyl. Dude. <laughs> Dude, I'm first in line. I'm first in line on record store day for Peyton Manning doing doing play calls on vinyl. Yes, I'll take one, please. I'll take one. Hi, hello. Can you please sign my record copy of you doing play calls? Uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Here. <laughs> I just woke up and I was covered in water. Yeah, I thought I was in a dream. <laughs> I was like, am I still sleeping today? <laughs> Good stuff, hey, and we, yes, we uh, we cannot wait for that. We cannot wait for that. Thank you a lot for that, MTJ. Pat, uh, how about a little Brendan Fraser movie review? How about it, Jared? About 20 years ago, back in the last century, I went to actor school, actually. That's back when I was allowed to work with animals. Really, when these experiences are always brought into everyone's home, why do I smell a fish? Well, these are the uh, yum yum sweats. Ah, uh-huh. she's doing with me. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> they think I shaved their butts. I look like a big old steak with legs. Okay, this uh, this movie, or sorry, this was a TV show. So. I want to say, well, I know, but I'm just doing everything on his IMDb. I should clear that up. It's called the Brendan Fraser movie review. It's, uh, but it's really everything on his IMDb. False advertising. So, Pat, are you familiar with the show in the in the mid '90s called Fallen Angels? Yes. Are you actually? I've heard of it. I didn't watch it. Okay, it was on for two seasons. Season one had six episodes. Season two had nine episodes. This was part of season two. Mr. Brendan Fraser was part of one episode in October. 15th, 1995, you were four. The Professional Man was the name of the episode. Fallen Angels, The Professional Man. And do you know this is directed by, Pat? No. Steven Soderbergh. Wow. Do you know who he is? He's a director. Yeah, he's a director. But he also directed all the Oceans movies, Oceans 11, 12, 13, Contagion. Yes, I, I, see, I see them all except for 12. Yes, so uh, Contagion, a bunch of other stuff. He's a fairly famous director. He randomly did this. <laughs> he randomly did this. This episode of Fallen Angels. This was starring Brendan Fraser. Uh, he was Johnny Lamb, an elevator operator. This was taking place in like I don't know. I can't exactly figure out the time frame. Maybe like thirties, forties. Um, but yeah, he was an elevator operator. The other guys in this are not famous. Uh, Bruce Ramsey. Played this guy named Paul and Peter Coyote. Uh, played a guy named Herman. So this is the story. Th- okay, I am not going to lie. This is the weirdest Brendan Fraser thing I've seen. This this was a t- <laughs> this was like, and you could anybody can find this on YouTube by Fallen Angels, the professional man. Look it up if you would like. Uh, this is what it's about. 
Brendan Fraser is a, or Johnny Lamb, Brendan Fraser is an elevator operator, like I was saying. And this is an elevator operator when you had somebody that the elevators didn't have like stops on certain certain floors. So when it got up to the right spot on the third floor, he had to stop the elevator right at that spot, open up the door so that people walked out onto a flat surface. Otherwise, if he did it too low, people would have to t- take a step up. And if he did it too high, they'd have to take a step down. So they needed somebody that was that was their job. So that's what he does by day. By night, Pat, he's a gay assassin. <laughs> I'm not I'm not joking with. So this is just a weird <laughs> I feel like just giving the whole premise of this way because it's just so strange and I it's it's if anybody's if it's worth your time watching, it's not really giving anything away by me telling you this. It's you know there's not like many cliffhangers with this. I, I'll leave I'll leave the main what happens with in this out, but anyway. Uh Brendan Fraser is, yeah, like I said, by day he's very professional. He just he always this guy always comments how he always, you know, always hits his always hits his mark and about how he always gets to the right spot on the floor with the elevators and he's you know, he's really good at his job. Then he goes at nighttime and he goes to some mobster guy, and the mobster guy will tell him something, he'll go and he'll just go to some alley, he'll kill some guy. Then the mobster guy tells him that he doesn't want him seeing Paul anymore. And Paul is his boyfriend. And Paul is, I don't, I, what I could gather from Paul is I think he might be a male prostitute. I'm not, I'm not, that was never 100% clear. And this, this so, um, anyway, the, the gangster doesn't want to, one doesn't want Brendan Fraser to see Paul anymore. I, you know, he's not sure if he wants to do that. Uh, turns out that that gangster that he's getting his stuff from is also in love with Paul. So there's some love triangle going on. Uh, and it all gets tied up in uh, his assassination is, you know, can he still be in love with this guy while he has to do this assassinations? <clears throat> and you can tell they do little things with this, which is strange. Like uh, they tell when you can tell Brendan Fraser is really upset about something. He starts not getting the floors in the right spot. Like when he goes up on his elevator, he goes like too high or too low. And you can tell like, you know, that's supposed to show that he's really out of focus. He's really can't think straight now. Uh, this was just really strange. The watching this whole thing was like, what is, what am I watching? Uh, this was a Sean Aston for me. This is a low, this is a weird, this is weird, not very watchable. It doesn't hold up well. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this is. This is just strange. This is very strange. Uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this, Pat? I just want to put it on TV and watch it, man. <laughs> well, you can check it out on YouTube. So that's uh, <clears throat> that's my Brendan Fraser movie review for you. Wonderful. So a Sean Astin, not not a great one. We go from a poly, from a Brendan Fraser to a Sean Astin, lower tier Brendan Fraser movie. <clears throat> How about a some Tanzanian news? Oh, the infection causes immediate respiratory failure, and scientists claim that these patients are now transmitting You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi. It's a fake. Yeah, Fugazi, Fugazi. It's a wazi, it's a wazi, it's a fairy dust. What are you, from Tanzania? Yes, I am. Okay, so this is from, I don't know. I'm not going to give him credit. So 
It says the UN. The UN says this. 11 pregnant by Tanzanian peacekeepers. So United Nations says that Tanzania will investigate accusations that some of its peacekeepers in Democratic Republic of Congo abused and exploited five women and six girls, leaving them all pregnant. So these guys were in some... These guys were doing some peacekeep. Peace, these Tanzanian guys are part of the UN. We're trying to do some peacekeeping in Democratic Republic of Congo, and they just ended up getting a bunch of people there. They were doing anti-peacekeeping. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. <clears throat> so they, the United Nations, currently has 106,000 troops and police serving in 16 peacekeeping missions. So what happened in this one is since that time, they have like brought all of the soldiers there to their bases and those guys the 11 people that are now pregnant those guys are now uh like being being prosecuted i would imagine so yeah this isn't really an uplifting story as most of them are not uh but it just this is really a lose lose i think because you know these ladies are these people are still going to have to raise their kids now and now the father's definitely not going to be there. He's, you know, in jail. Not, I'm not right. sure if he would have been there in the first place. That's not clear. Like, had they, would he actually have stayed around? You know, who knows? Uh, that's not, you know, that's never in any of the stuff. But, uh, you know, now, so these guys are in jail. Bad news for them, which they should be. You know, if, if this is a, if this is a, and you know, abuse type thing, which it says it might have been. So, those guys in jail. You know, lose for them, which it should be. But then also, like I said, lose for the parents that now these single moms are going to have to raise some kids. I agree with you, Jared. You know, and all the, and all Tanzania was trying to do was help out, and they just—I don't think they—I uh, don't think they went about it the right way. You know what they should do? Stop trying. Stop trying. Yeah, uh, or just stop trying in that way. Yeah. Seems like every time they try it. Yeah, it seems to be a lot of the theme here, Tanzania. They're, uh, yeah, you know, I I agree with that. (laughs) I agree with that. And also, it's interesting. It's interesting to be this guy. You know, like they're sending troops. They have troops in other countries. You know, but it seems like a lot of the stuff they're saying has to be just about how you know we got to stop worrying about other people and just worry about ourselves. But they keep creating problems that can't be even solved out. Yep, that's what it's seeming like. Tanzania. 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 Yeah, so cool. So, Pat, you're going to uh, Las Vegas. I'm doing that. The uh, <clears throat> All that good stuff. We got all that coming up next week on Chubstep. I think we will save some of the other topics for next week so that you can get back, uh, you can start getting ready for your trip. Thanks. Yeah, hey, no problem, man. Put it in my pants. But uh, thanks for phoning in, Pat. Always. And enjoy your trip. Thank you. Yes. And the show has ended. Now you know you got to go. Program is now shutting down. Peace. This is Yasin.